he's probably more of a budgies man. He, he loves being in his budgies. I'd like to give a big shout out to the Hoodoo Gurus who have given us permission to use part of their song, That's My Team, as our new podcast episode intro for all of their music. And whenever they are going live or performing live, head to their Facebook and their Instagram. The links will be in the description below. Be sure to give them a like and a follow as well on Facebook and Instagram. Welcome everyone to the Final Tackle Podcast. We've got another special guest. He played in the 2002 grand final with the Roosters and the 2007 grand final with the Storm and he's a notable bad boy you could say in the state of origin realm his name is Michael Crocker thanks for joining us today mate hey Jay good to see you bud yeah no good to see you too so first of all um let's cover Legends of League what was it like you know and um what does it mean for you as a former player to get back and pull on the boots again mate it was more than just getting out there and running around I think the um the thing itself was the, was the best reunion we've ever had. You know, there's not many times that that many former players can get together and, and catch up. And, you know, there's a lot of guys that uh, I'd never played with or um, spent time with. Um, a lot of guys that didn't even play in my era. Guys like Cliffy Lyons, who you grow up watching watching play. And, you know, to be able to see him still run around and kill it. Yeah, and, <laughs> that was amazing. After it was, uh, yeah, it's a pretty special special time and you know Hilly and the guys at Legends of the League obviously um, have done a wonderful job and this year um, obviously a bit tougher but um, yeah something there uh, I think that every every player that's been a part of it is keen to continually um, get back out there and help out yeah 100% I mean it was my first time going to it last year um, but before that it was honestly it was I'd, I'd heard of it but I hadn't up until last year, and I was like, oh, what's this, you know, because I'd seen, you, you know, your name pop up as Barbarian or Trent Waterhouse, you know, pop up as a Barbarian. I'm like, what's a Barbarian? It's like, what's this? So I Googled it. Turned out to be Legends of League, and I, I honestly love the concept like yourself. It's not just, obviously, a day to pull on the boots where some people, like myself, get to watch the former greats pull on the boots, but it's a it's a catch-up. Um, you know, a few of the blokes that I've um, interviewed have played at Legends of League, and they said it's more or less just a catch-up, piss-up, and you play footy with your mates. So, that's honestly more, so good. Being Pardon? able to raise some money. more, even more importantly, being able to raise money for the Mark Hughes Foundation, and you know, a lot of the money goes back to them, which is a, obviously a fantastic, or fantastic um, reason to get behind it. And you know, that's obviously something that touches the hearts of a lot of um, rugby league families and people, but you know, families in general that you know watch rugby league and love rugby league. So, yeah, that and the uh, the throwbacks, the, you know, the old referees. Um, they won't let you have a biff, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, I got a shoulder charge off Sean Hampstead, I think it was, and um, I was pretty filled about that because if it's going to be old school rugby league, you be able to put a shoulder charge on. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. I agree with that. Um, you know, go back to the old school rules of when you guys were playing, I agree. And speaking of some of the new rules with this year, what are your thoughts on the six again and the captain's challenges and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I, lo- I love it. I think they've done a really good job of... Um, you know, not reinventing the game, but adapting it to the, the current climate. And that's obviously made things a lot faster. Uh, it does make it difficult. A few injuries we saw, um, you know, some teams that have, that have really hurt. It's going to hurt the depth. Um, not having um, interest Super Cup and the um, Queensland Cup running. So, 
um, the players, the clubs with good depth and the ones that are training well off the field will go well. Um, yep. Obviously, a couple of blowouts, but you know that's um, part and parcel of the game when you're, you know, you're giving away penalties and six again restarts. It's always going to be difficult to defend against. Yeah, honestly, agreed. Agreed, Tampon. And speaking of Queensland, obviously, you're a notorious Fogs, so former Origin greats. Um, bad boy, you could say. You had quite a few dust-ups in the Origin. First of all, what was it like to play State of Origin? And second of all, what was it like to cop a few and give a few punches in State of Origin? Funny thing, I'm not really a fighter. I was a skinny little white kid growing up, and um, I didn't get in many fights. So, um, yeah, it's it's not a tag that I was after, but... Yep. Um, my job was to uh, not be aggressive, but, you know, just sort of, um, uh, you know, inspire my team in some way. And, you know, I, I used to do that with a bit of energy and sometimes cross the line, I guess, with it. Um, but playing and you find yourself in the fights just that you didn't mean to start. Well, I was a, I was a protector. So um, if someone was in a scuffle, I'd come in. Yep. Um, and if someone came at me, I was um, I was ready to, to retaliate. Yep, <laughs> that's for sure. I never threw the first punch. Someone either pushed me in the face or uh, came at me first. So I will say that, that I've never actually started the fight. Okay, that's Although fair. That's fair. I all at Justin Paul's head and he punched me, so that was probably deserved. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there was, one, there was one instance I was watching some, obviously, of your, you could say, highlights, for lack of a better term, when it comes to <laughs> the fights and whatnot. It was a match against, um, I want to say the Titans, or it was the Rabbitohs. Anyway, Ethan Lowe. No, not Ethan Lowe, sorry. Jamin Lowe. Jamin yeah, Lowe. Yeah, he was yeah. obviously renowned as a bad boy such as yourself. But this guy, like, straight up started the fight hardcore. You actually went in there to pull the guys out. And you actually got sin-binned. What was your reaction to that yeah. on the on the day? Because I, I was like, shit, you got stitched up so bad. Yeah. It was him and uh, Ryan Hoffman. Who yeah. Obviously is. Jamin Lowe can fight and grew up fighting. Um, Hoffy's not renowned. Hoffy, I think Hoffy actually got a couple in, but... I remember running in and... Because um, you're just there, the, just coming from the back. <laughs> there's three other rabbit players around. Yep. Um, and I run in and yeah, I'm the one that um, gets pulled up for instigating it. They said there would have been no issue if I didn't run in. So, But you pulled um, them off each other though. Like, <laughs> um, I got in trouble for it. So Maybe yeah, it was the reputation that superseded you on the day. Reputation hurt me and... Um, yeah, it's it's a pretty. Fun time. I remember another one that um, I had that one I was talking about with Justin Poor. Yep. Uh, he threw me on my head. I threw the ball at him. He's clipped me, um, and then Finchie ran in and, and started like throwing a couple. <laughs> and Finch got sin bin for that one, oh. and I think we, we ended up losing the game. And I remember before the game, like it was Anzac Day, so it was a it was one of those games where Sticky, you know, mo- great motivational coach, had us really pumped up for it. Um, was just saying, you know, if, if it's if one's in, we're all in. Yep. Um, Ricky blamed Finchie on the loss, and so like, Finchie, what are you doing running in for that fight? He's like, Finchie was like, I thought you told us to one in, one all in, in. All in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, Finchie couldn't um, he couldn't win with Ricky, I think, anyway, because he was a halfback. Now that's fair enough. And speaking of winning, you actually won the 2002 Grand Final with the Roosters your second year in the big leagues. What was that like? I was, I was actually speaking to someone about this, about this the other day and um, I I think I took it for granted a little bit. I'm, I'm blessed that I played in a couple after that, a couple that we lost and um, 
couple that we won, one that we won. Um, but yeah, I, I was a kid that grew up in a superstar team. I was the 13th best player in it, and we were, you know, grand final winners every year from under 12s on. So, um, mate, I I just thought that's you were used how to it winning. Was to be. Yeah, so I was just used. Um, I didn't really soak it up. The next two years, we obviously lost. Um, but then I was lucky enough in 2007 as more of a, a senior player. Um, I really, you know, absorbed that and soaked it up. And um, I think, you know, I, I, I remember more of that because I actually took that time to, so to focus you, on so it. So you like appreciated the 07 one a bit more while playing than the 01, yeah. sorry, than the 02. But in hindsight, both are tremendous achievements sort of thing. Oh, absolutely, yeah. There's nothing like that 2002 one. It was, uh, you know, we had a new coach, Ricky Stewart, came in. I think we lost four of our first five games. We had a heap of players start. Uh, and then uh, I think we just went on a run at the back end of the season. We won, I think we went one nine straight or something like that. And, um, yeah, we just yeah, got a lot of confidence. And Ricky was a great coach in helping us to believe um, in ourselves and get the best out of us. We had a pretty good group there, so it was a, it was, a, it was really special to be a part of. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, now, there's obviously a story and stories behind the House of Grouse. Um, I don't know if you were part of the house, but it was during the Roosters' time with Brett Finch, um, Todd Byrne, Chris Walker. I've spoken to all of those guys. They, they would always tell about the House of Grouse. What, were you part of the House of Grouse, and what was it like? Yeah, so it was... Um... Finch. Toddy Payton was the king of the house, and he was actually playing at the Tigers yep. at the time. <laughs> Bruce, yeah. um, and then Minicello, Walker, Finchy, and then I, I took the last room um, after I moved out of my place. So it was a it was a good time. Obviously, we were at the Roosters. We were playing nearly every Friday night. Toddy at the Tigers, they were playing Sundays and Mondays. <laughs> so sleeping was always filthy, but uh, they. They got the last laugh. They won the final the next year, but yeah, it was a it was a it was a really good time. It nearly didn't happen. Sticky, we had to have a meeting with Sticky and um, sort of assure him that we were going to be okay. And we were almost on. I think we we're on a probation period. Oh wow! A month. Luckily, killing <laughs> it. So uh, he let us go, and then we got into the season, and we were playing good footy. So yeah, it didn't um, didn't affect it how didn't affect how we went. On the field, it um, certainly gave us a lot of joy off the field. But. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, <clears throat> I'm just trying to check through the lists. Uh, so the 0304 Kangaroos Tour. Well, I think that was your first, from what I believe, of playing for Australia. Obviously, it's a totally different level compared to State of Origin and totally different level compared to, you know, club game. What was it like to pull on the green and gold and, you know, play for Australia? It was pretty surreal. Like it was, uh, I think mean, I got the call on Mad Monday. Um, you know, I was pretty emotional, pretty happy about um, being selected. You know, I was still only 23, so um, I was still relatively young in my career. And yeah, we went over there. We had a, a lot of injuries. There's a lot of players out. A lot of back rowers were out. Um, a few of the halfbacks were out. So it was sort of a mismatch of. Um, Older, experienced guys that have been around for a bit. Obviously, Lockie was there. He was the best player in the game at the time. Um, and Minicello were playing. He was one of the best um, wingers in the in the world at the time. So yep. um, the rest of us were sort of put together. And a few senior guys like Robbie Kearns, Danny Badiris, um, Petro, obviously, Dame Webke, and then a whole heap of, of younger fellas. So uh, maybe we went over to New Zealand. Um, 
we got beaten over there. I didn't play. I actually um, have a, the, the players that don't play in the test team through that week called the Emus. Mm-hmm. Um, and renowned Billy Johnson, who's a pretty hard old fella, um, he didn't mind a drink. So on the Wednesdays after training, we'd get together and have a beer, all the Emus. And then uh, the night before the game, after our um, captain's run and dinner, we'd have a, a few beers. And that few beers went on for a fair few hours, uh, <laughs> pretty late in the morning. And then we have a conditioning session in the morning as well because we we're obviously not playing. So we trained on the field for about an hour and a half uh, and in the gym for about an hour and a half. Uh, and then have had about an hour's sleep and went into lunch and Chris Anderson Oaks came up and goes, mate, you're going to be um, pack your boots today. You'll be 18th oh, man. Shit. <laughs> I, um, I go, yeah, sweet Oaks. And went, went had a, an hour's kip, uh, got on the bus and I probably still sunk booze um, but I remember doing warm-up with the pads full warm-up full kit uh, thinking if someone goes down here I'm making my my debut today and uh, it, I guess it wouldn't have been a bad thing because I wouldn't have had that time to um, you know think about it, it would have just been you know get out there and do your best knowing that you've uh, had a few beers the night before which luckily we had done a few times at training um, courtesy of our coaching staff mind you <laughs> <laughs> Get us, get us as uh, drunk as possible and then make us train either early in the morning or mid. We had a couple of midnight sessions at the Roosters, so oh, we wow. really after doing it. No, that's good. That's good. And what was it like to run onto the field and play your first game for Australia? Yeah, again, surreal. It was, um, we'd had, so we lost in New Zealand and uh, Opes decided that it'd be a good idea for us to bond and go to Barcelona for three days. Yep. So we went there and bonded pretty well. And then... <laughs> Flew, to, flew into Perpignan and um, we played. I think we had one day to train and then played the next day. So, again, it was a, a bit of a blur of a week. I uh, played hooker in my first game. Oh, wow. And uh, we, 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 we played pretty – we played all right. Like, we didn't um, win by as much as we should have against that French team. But um, I played hooker, scored a try, set one up. Um, and then, remember, I think we, we got told to let the French score a try. Otherwise, oh. it would have been – Massive blow-ups from the crowds. <laughs> um, I remember making it like coming across and making a tackle, and someone's like, "Croc, you need to let them score." <laughs> I was like, "Why?" Um, and then they sort of we sort of realised what was going on. The crowd were going to be filthy, so we just let them have their let them have a try at the end, and the crowd went mad. So yeah, it was a it was a good feeling. That whole tour was um, a lot of fun. We were we got to England, played England A a couple of days later. Beat them by six points, I think, and um, we were written off by the English media. Said we were the worst team that had ever toured. Um, <laughs> I think Willie Mason was quoted in the papers saying we were the Kentucky Roos. Like it felt like felt like a Kentucky tour. Plus, you go somewhere else, you do the same. So um, yeah, and we came out and we won all three games. Two of them right on the the buzzer. I think Luke Richardson. Who hadn't scored a try all year scored two match match winners. Oh wow! Um, at home, so yeah, it was a it was a magic magic time, and um, yeah, it was a really good group of guys to be with. Honestly, that's awesome. That sounds really awesome. The Kentucky Roos, damn, that honestly sounds so fucking great. Back page or front page of, of one of the papers over here. Oh, far out. Well, I'll definitely try and find that. And if I do find it, I'll whack it on the screen um, of the yeah. episode. <clears throat> so what are you doing with yourself these days? I've got a kids coaching academy. So I started that up in November. Mm-hmm. 
you know, it's been been in the back of my mind for sort of 18 months. I moved up here. I was only working sort of one day a week and starting to get a little bit um, bored and unmotivated. And yeah, I'd always had in my mind, you know, I'd love to do some kids coaching sort of stuff. And uh, it was my fiance that sort of pushed me into getting this kick started. And so we do programs for uh, mod leagues, so 10 to 12s, mm-hmm. and for 13s to 17 year olds, and really base it all on. Um, you know, foundation skills, so your, you know, skills, technique and effort areas, but then a lot of the advanced stuff like reading the play and playing off the cuff and vision and reaction times and all that sort of stuff that um, are really important in instinctive footballers. So, yeah, and underpinning all of that is a lot of fun. So we, we, we train in the rain, we slide around in the puddles, we have fun, we're uh, positive and encouraging um, and try and teach the kids, you know, how to be a good teammate and how to have fun and make sure that... Um, they never see football and what we do, even if it is hard work as a, as a chore, mm. they will always want to be challenging themselves competitively and making sure that yeah, they are still having fun. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Um, the links to that, like your business and whatnot, I'll pop in the description so anyone who's interested, by all means, go check it out if you're in, I think it's the Gold Coast area, or do you guys service Australia-wide? No, we're Gold Coast at the moment. So I'm looking to do some online stuff eventually. Um, which we can obviously spread out, and we've just we've had a group in Brisbane, had a holiday clinic on the sunny coast. So oh, cool! Yeah, well, it's hard to uh, you know, spread myself around too much. I've got my name to it, so I want to I want to be there for the sessions. Yeah, yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah. Difficult to get up and down the coast. Yeah, no, I can imagine. I can imagine. Um, now you played at a few clubs, obviously Sydney Storm and the Rabbitohs. Um, you really sort of flourished in your later years with the Rabbitohs, you know, in that senior role and all that sort of stuff. What was it like going from, obviously, you'd went Sydney to the Storm to the Rabbitohs, playing for the Roosters and the Rabbitohs, who are bitter rivals. Which team did you um, prefer and or appreciate your time at more? And um, why was it the Rabbitohs? No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> and... Um, which one, yeah, did you genuinely feel more at home while playing for? I, I loved all three clubs and I was blessed to play in three really good organisations. I think they all reflect different stages of my life as well. Obviously, at the Roosters, young um, and a little bit wild. And you know, that was the sort of culture we had there as well. Um, but I had a lot of fun, a lot of success. Um, absolutely made some great mates out of that and learned a lot from Ricky and the coaching staff. Um, Melbourne went down there after getting into a bit of trouble in Sydney, and you know, it was I think you know, it was it was definitely the best thing that happened happened to me at the time to get out of Sydney and um, got down to Melbourne and under Craig I think I learned more about myself as a person and player in three years than I did my whole life. Oh wow! Um, started you know that next next stage of my life, um, transitioning more of in, into a man and um, into a leader, and then yeah at, at the Rabbitohs. Came in at a time where you know they were sort of you know building a good roster, had some good things in place, um, but yeah, they there was still a, a, a bit of work to do in terms of culture and standards, and um, you know, I was I was sort of part of that transition, especially when Michael Maguire came in and um, Sammy Burgess played a big partner as well, Matty King. Um, I think we were I was one of the oldest players by the by the time I uh, I retired. I was, by the, a uh, couple of years in there, so yeah, it was a, a different thing for me, but it was good because there were so many good young kids coming through. You know, your Nathan Peets, Reynolds, Jason Clark, um, 
Dylan Farrell, Josh Starling. We had all these young kids that were coming through out of the 20 system that played together um, that we were able to to pass on our knowledge and you know, hopefully um, played played a good role in you know played a role in their development as NRL players. Yeah, no, that's fair. Um, and obviously, you retired the year before the Bunnies won the grand final. Do you always think what could have been, or do you think maybe, regardless, it was the right time, and maybe the team may have not gone to the grand final if you had stayed playing one year longer, or you know, sort of thing? No, mate, it was definitely my time. I, I didn't play much in 2013 anyway. But yeah, the year before we lost the um, prelim, mm-hmm. um, which I think that's a they're, they're worse than losing a grand final, you know. It's because it's the only way to do better is to get to the grand final the next year, sort of thing. Yeah, we and you miss out on the, the whole build up. It's it, it's really deflating. So, uh, yeah, missed missed that. Year. And the year after, he was playing up. I played a couple of games at the start of the year and got a clean up, and it just never came good. And um, I was just, it looked like I wasn't going to play again. But then all of a sudden, I think it was about four or five weeks before the finals. Um, I was running around and I, I, I felt pretty good. So I said to Madge, mate, I reckon I'm good to go this weekend. And then he said, really? And I said, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll see how I pull up tomorrow. But yeah, at this stage, I, I feel fine. So yeah. he goes, mate, we'll throw you in reserve grade and just see how you go. And I said, yeah, sweet. So I went out there and um, I remember Matt King had been dropped a couple of weeks before. So he was a bit down on himself. And I'm obviously a, a positive person. I was pumped. I was like, mate, we get to play together. We'll make a run for the finals. Come into first grade the next couple of weeks. Will be sweet. We drove. We played out at Penrith at Windsor. Yep. A couple of hours drive. Um, yeah. I think Kingy's car might have broken down on the way. It was, <laughs> was probably hundred people there watching. The lights were awful. Kingy was playing fullback. I was on. Uh, I was on the bench. Um, Kingy unfortunately dropped a couple of <laughs> balls uh, at the start of the game. Things didn't go well. We were down eighteen nil after about twenty minutes. Oh, uh, spewing. But I came on and um, I felt really good. I felt fit. Uh, I felt fresh and um, played all right. I, I cut my knee at halftime, just a tiny little nick. Ooh. And then um, got stitched up at the end of the game by um, – we didn't have our own doc there, so I was one of the Penrith docs. We're in a demountable. Uh, I, I said to him, mate, I'll just go and have a quick tub. And he's like – sort of rolled his eyes a little bit. <laughs> like, he had more important things to do. I said, mate, you got something, you got something on tonight. He goes, yeah, yeah, I've got a function. I was like – it won't be too long. And anyway, so I had a, had a shower, and he, he, I obviously washed it out as well as I could. And um, I don't think he washed it out as well as he should have. And I got an infection. Oh, um, shit! Took antibiotics the next day. Um, day after that, got intravenous antibiotics. First day after that, got more intravenous antibiotics. I couldn't. It was taking me like 10, 10 minutes to walk ten meters at home. Oh shit! Uh, my partner at the time was like, "You have to go to hospital. Like, you're gonna like people died in the war from it." I was like, "Don't be dramatic." You know, no, I, they um, did. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, "Don't be dramatic." I've had I've had rounds of intravenous antibiotics. I'll be fine. Like, I'll just let it kick in tonight, and then yeah, by midnight, I was in that much pain that went down to the hospital and yeah, ended up um, having surgery on on it to clean out the infection. Stayed in there for three days, and then the this was my good knee too, mind you. So, oh shit! Um, the, yeah, good knee. <laughs> yeah, I'm the. Uh, this, I think the skin attached itself to my kneecap with a scar tissue. Oh. I couldn't bend my. I had to end up limping on my left leg, so that blew up, and I was, you know, trying to loosen up the um, the right leg, and it just it wasn't happening. So, <laughs> I, yeah, I, 
I just sort of put my hand up and went, you know what, that's that's a fair sign. It was only like a one centimetre little nick. Um, and it, it, it turned out it to was, be so much bigger. Broke the camel's back, really. So, yeah, mate, I had, but I, I'd had a, a good run and I was ready for the next chapter. And um, you know, I, I thought that, um, you know, the, the Rabbitohs were in a good place. I don't think I was going to add any extra value or less value the next year, but um, they, were in a good, they were in a good spot. Yeah, it was time to move on. No, that's fair enough. Um, and speaking of transitioning from player life to retirement life, how did you handle the going from player to retirement? Yeah, well, I uh, had a couple of options. So I was lucky um, without any sort of um, formal degrees or anything like that. I, I had a few opportunities in front of me. One was to coach the 20s in Melbourne mm-hmm. um, with, as, a, as a coach. Um, being approached by Craig Bellamy to do that is... You know, pretty special. And if That's I an honour. Go to the path. I, you know, want to want to do the apprenticeship under him. But um, there was another opportunity, the Players Association, where I thought I could develop more, uh, you know, business skills and different skills that I, I would learn uh, that I hadn't learned from outside of the football arena. And uh, so it took it took me a while to make that decision, but um, it was one that I made and one that I'm glad I did. You know, we. we uh, went through a big transition period there in terms of building the, the association, making a big difference in the game. So, uh, and I think I learned a lot about myself and, and different skills that that I wouldn't have if I uh, didn't take that opportunity. No, but it was still insane. It's it's still tough. Like it's it's still tough now to um, do different things. Even with the coaching academy, it was uh, something that I'm really passionate about and I love, but just that um, having that confidence to take that next step and get out there is, you know, it's um, sort of the unknown that um, is, is difficult to deal with and, you know, you can have all the confidence in the world, but, yeah, change change like that for me is 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 tough. Mm-hmm. Um, but now that I'm doing it and doing it more, um, I'm really confident and um, I love, love seeing the development of the young kids and hearing... Um, good feedback from the parents in terms of how their how their kids are feeling and playing. Oh, sorry, one second. Um, just got a message from Gavin Badger. Was it, yeah, ten minutes late. All good. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, no. Honestly, that's it's really interesting to hear how um, players obviously go into retirement. Some struggle, some don't. Um, you know, because they sort of set themselves up throughout their last few years of their career, um, or some struggle, even though they've set themselves up, sort of thing. So it's really interesting to hear. And as you know, like you went into sort of a um, coaching sort of stuff now. Some go into real estate. Some are lucky enough to get a job with the NRL in any aspect, such as yourself with the RLPA. It's honestly um, every man's job after their career is as varied as the next man as like one could be a laborer one could be um a ceo you know it's just that different and it's really interesting um another topic is i've i've spoken to a lot of former grand final winners and they say that obviously to play nrl's great and all that but you get that some some sort of a connection bond with the teammates that you win a grand final with for life do you reckon that holds true with you Absolutely, I, I still think that um, you know, even with the Rabbitohs, I didn't win a grand final with them, but I've got you know just as good friend, just as good bonds and friendships with those guys um, as some of the other teams. But yeah, you're right. The, the, you know, from the Roosters team, the, the Storm team, you know, there is a there's a there's something that you, that you can always hold on to and, 
know that there's um, you know a really special moment in your career because everything that you go through in rugby league, the ups and downs, you know, I was lucky to experience. It's like the ultimate high with your with your with your mates, sort of thing. So that um, that journey is a you know back then it was starting the first week of October uh, and you know finishing. Or depending on if you, if you made the finals or not, but yeah, it was sort of November through to October. It's a pretty long journey, eleven month journey for you to um, to get to that to that point and the and to be the best team at the end of the year on that day is is pretty special. I can imagine because yeah, as you said, it's eleven months of hard work, training. Obviously, you get paid to train with your mates and play with your mates, but it's a everything has to go your way that year um, to you know get that sort of feeling, which is amazing. Now, switching to some fun questions. How do you like your steak? Uh, blue. Blue, okay. Yeah. That's really interesting. I like, I like a bit I just sit three minutes either side and rest in Yeah, nice, nice. Uh, what's your current beer of choice? Beer of choice, summer, 4X summer. Oh, the summer brights. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, what's your current favorite show or movie that you're watching on Netflix or, you know, TV in general at the moment? Oh, what I'm not. I'm not big on when I when I get something, I get into it. But yeah, uh, no, I'm just saying. I'm getting a bit of advice from what I've actually watched. Um, Power was one of the last. Was no, there was one in between that. Uh, oh, Ozark. Yeah, Ozark was the last good one I watched. Okay, uh, but I'm a, I'm a I'm a survivor survivor fan, so Australian Survivor. Um, especially the last one was uh, an absolute. The Survivor All Stars was an absolute cracker with former NRL star Matt Rogers in it as well. The, the Godfather, absolutely. Now nah, that's fair. Did you have any pre-game routines or rituals? Um, and if not, who had the weirdest one that you can recall while playing? Mate, I was pretty. I was pretty relaxed through the warm-up, um, but I would spew every time the two-minute bell rang. Every time without fail. Like actual, actual hell, your guts out. I get to have been involved right into it. Wow. Okay. Um, it just happened. I think it became. I think it was nerves at the start, then it became habit. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, I could obviously imagine on your NRL debut, it would be nerves for sure. But yeah. Wow. Um, okay. Who had who had the weirdest routine? <laughs> Even thirteen years on, if I oh, I played for thirteen years. But I think now, if I walked into a game and, and I heard that bell, I'd, I'd probably still spew. I think I yep. did at Legends. Actually, I still spewed in, in before those games. So. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah. Maybe it isn't. <laughs> Maybe yeah, or or it could be just your body just got used to doing that. No, that's honestly yeah. fair enough. Um, now we've got a question from one of our sponsors, which is Sky Spark Electrical. He asks, "What advice would you give your teenage self to go through life and the NRL with?" Ooh. Good one. That's there's probably a lot of things that I would um, make yeah, sure. Go for it. I would, especially knowing um, science and nutrition and recovery. And stuff. I think there's a lot of things that I would have done better to protect my body from all the injuries um, and recover better from injuries. But I think um, I would tell myself most importantly to um, appreciate every moment. I think I, like I said, with that grand final, was yeah. too. Um, not. Well, it wasn't even arrogance. It was just I. I didn't appreciate it. It was just because you were so I'm used probably, to winning, even through yeah. your juniors, sort of thing. I, it's always going to happen. So I think appreciating every moment. I remember Clint Newton told me this 
the year he retired, like every he knew he was going to retire, so every game he would take note of the crowd and you know, fans and different things like that. So by the time he retired, he was actually all those all those memories. I think uh, I think it's really cool for anyone now to make sure that they do and just be a blur at times. I mean, some yeah, of the years that I played. Absolute blurs, and I've got no idea which. I only know here by where I lived. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, kind of like how Paul Gallen last year was his final year. Like every game that he played at a different stadium, the team would give him the final kick for goal, sort of thing. Oh, that's a bit unfair, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I think so, but um, I mean, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know if if you do especially guys that have given so much to the game, you know, it's a nice way to go out. But, um, you know, even JT, you know, every, uh, I was at, I don't know if it was his actual last, I think it might've been his last game here on the Gold Coast. I don't know if he played one in the North Queensland, but I think they had a few weeks lead into the end of that season. They did. Yeah. But that was his last home game was North Queensland a few weeks before the, yeah. So, yeah, I think the next two games, you know, both, both, uh, he loves being nude in the dressing sheds. (laughs) (laughs) He loves, oh, not. He's he's probably more of a budgies man. He, he loves being in his budgies with his hairy chest out, um, <laughs> sharing a laugh. And I think the older he gets, like when we were younger, he was more comfortable sitting with the coaches and and learning off off Craig and those sorts of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, but nowadays, like he really loves that environment where it's just the playing group, he's able to old court and have a you know, chat, laughs and um, get to sort of um, open up and get involved in the situation. Yeah, That's like his, immerse himself amongst the, amongst the guys. And it's, it's a really sacred sort of um, place and opportunity to get when you've just got you know your players and coaching staff and maybe a few family there um, to be able to sit and have a beer. And it's a place where if someone's doing it tough, you can notice. And the same with dressing chairs. Always, if someone's a bit down, you know, there, there might be something happening off the field. You can get around them and on the, on the quiet, have a have a. Have a so that is, it is a. Uh, that's one of the things. That, uh, the most is. No, that's fair. That's fair. Um, and I guess one last topic is: Do you have any advice for any kids? Obviously, because you yourself run a um, clinic for kids and whatnot that are wanting to make it in the big leagues one day and have dreams of that. Yeah, I think there's a, a couple of things. Um, one is to uh, ha- have fun. Like, you have to have fun. And you have to enjoy what you're doing. Uh, play in the rain. Play in the sun, I love playing in the rain as a kid. It was so fucking yeah, great. I love it. I, I slide around in puddles now with the kids. And rain, we'll go down the park and we'll slide in puddles. Um, come, like, challenge yourself. So enjoy competing. I, I remember... Being a kid, I'd write my workout as fast as I could to look around and see if I'd beat everyone. Yep. Um, <laughs> as I realised soon, once I got into secondary school, that you know, have to the, the work has to be quality as well. So I think that you know helped me um, realise that as a, a footballer as well. Um, but even in the weights room, you know, just I, I used to train with Jeff and I'd make him go first, and I'd put I'd put on the little two and a half kilo plates at the end after bench uh, just, so, just so I could beat him and say that I uh, I was a little bit stronger just little <laughs> things like that 
you can you can challenge yourself in any way and and have fun with it. Don't be arrogant and obviously being humble is is really important. Um, but just learn and absorb as much as you can. And um, if you uh, if you are a good teammate and you're supportive and you know encouraging, enthusiastic at training, um, coachable, it's, they're really good qualities. Um, and obviously respect, respect for yourself and respect for others that are going to take you a long way because, you know, that, that work ethic that comes from um, all of those things I just said are things that coaches really look for and teams uh, need to have around them. Honestly, agreed. Um, those are really great, um, first of all, long qualities. Message. It's a long message. Need to break that up into about three three dot points for yeah. guys, but uh, yeah, I probably will. Yeah, when I edit it, I'll probably go dot dot dot. Yep. Nah, but honestly, that's really good advice. Um, like like I said, I love playing in the rain, and I love playing footy in the rain. When I was like under 11s to under 15s, we'd still, even though the games would be called off, me and my mates would go and play, you know, tackle footy at the local oval. It was, it was fucking amazing. Um, thank you very much for your time, and I'll get the links out to you as soon as I can when it's uploaded. Yeah, no worries. Thank you, for, thank you very much. Word vomit. Thank you very much, mate, and take it easy. Yeah. <laughs> take it easy, mate. Thank you.